You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, Binge Views. Skip it, stream it, see it, Binge Views. It's time for Binge Views. Raw, Grill, and Jetsy on some new releases. Don't worry about spoilers. Binge Views. Ooh, welcome to Binge Views on BingeMedia.net. It's Binge Media's look at new releases in theaters, and maybe not even in theaters, this week. I'm your host, Alex and Sarah, and I'm here with Binge Views resident reviewer, Chad, mm, one of we these only, one of these weeks won't be so awkward with it. But uh, only do first hey. name. We only do first names here. Look at these people mm. have just they've they've uh, they're returning. Sure, some of them, but some of them mm. listen to this for the first time. Yep, yep. And I got to let them know that your name is Chad. Yeah, three A's, yeah. three A's. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> oh my God! So we recorded what two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, yep. And what we did Barbarian, right? No, that was three weeks ago. God I think, damn right? it! What did we do last two weeks? Week, then? Two weeks we did Pearl. We did see how they run. Oh, we did uh, a couple others, but well, uh, it made we didn't conf- get. It made me confused because I went out to the theater and I'm just like, hey, you know, like fucking three weeks later, I'm still just like, <laughs> hey, let me tell you about a fucking new movie I saw. <laughs> Stupid. Hey, it's but Barbarian's still chugging along though. It's not had very many drops. Each week, word of mouth's been good, so adding theaters each week. Damn, I kind of want to push for it. Kind of want to push for it. I like it. Yep. All right, what do we got? You love week? horror. You're a huge horror guy. I'm a huge horror guy. We talked about <laughs> that fucking show three weeks ago or whenever it was. Uh, so we, the one we didn't get two weeks ago was The Woman King. Yes. Uh, so that is on the docket now. Uh, last week we didn't do a show, but there was only one wide release, which was Don't Worry Darling. So we're going to mm-hmm. do that. We are going to hit Moon Age Daydream, which has been a platform release in New York and L.A., and it's expanded, and now it's pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to do the new one this week, one of the new ones, Smile. Um, not going to get to Bros, Billy Eichner's new movie. We'll add that next week, because oh, okay. next week uh, there's Amsterdam, which is David O. Russell's new movie. That's under embargo. I've seen it, but I can't talk about it. And there's no fucking chance in hell I'm watching Lyle Lyle Crocodile next week. So okay. we'll do uh, we'll do uh, Bros and uh, Amsterdam next week. So look, but, I've yeah, never, what do you... I, I've never wanted to pause this and talk about a movie that you're under embargo for uh, ever during this uh, binge views show since I've been hosting it. Mm-hmm. Kind of want to hear about Amsterdam, though. <laughs> the kind of want to hear about Amsterdam. Well, though, that's so... tough shit. You have to wait a week. Subtle bitch. <laughs> or at least 20 minutes when we're done with the show and that can fucking you can tell me about it off air yeah you keep recording and then i'm just like just spill my guts and <laughs> well let's go with one of the older ones the woman okay. king this one of the spin-offs actually of the scorpion king so i'm interested to hear about this yeah this i mean the queen just died so now we got a woman king right Fair enough. uh <laughs> yes this is uh directed by gina prince bythewood who uh she's on love and basketball She's done uh, Secret Life of Bees, and her most recent movie was the Netflix Charlize Theron, uh, oh, The Old Guard, which I have not seen, but I've heard it's decent. Uh, we got Viola Davis, John Boyega, Lashana Lynch, and uh, Taysau Imbedu are the, the main leads in this. Mm-hmm. This uh, is a historical epic centered around the uh, the kingdom of Dahomey. And, oh. uh, hold on. Dahomey? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the... Specific tribe, uh, the Agoji, who are these women warriors who are trained up in just fucking uber fighty fighty, and uh, they they're they're dealing with a group of like slavers that are coming in uh, to their land and essentially trying to take it over, and they're trying to fight back. And Viola Davis plays like the general of this uh, this group. Who her name is Naniska, and she's uh, she's the one who trains them all to be badasses, essentially. Okay. So this uh, this movie is the only other movie in 2022 to get an A plus cinema score. The other one, Top Gun Maverick. Uh, yeah, this premiered at uh, 
was it Venice or it was one of the film festivals and then it's just gotten fucking praised uh, ever since. So okay. really that's the basic synopsis I'm going to go with here. But uh, this, is a, this is a pretty decent movie. I I think it's a little overhyped. I don't know if it's A plus cinema score good, but the the fight scenes, the choreography is pretty good. Uh, you definitely root for this uh, this group of warriors because they're, they're pretty badass. I'm not, not going to lie. Um little cliche La, you you get your training montages of course we're, we're training up a, a group of young women um and it has like three endings so you thought you think it's over and you're like oh oh just keep going keep going uh definitely a little too long but overall this is pretty enjoyable um the woman king overall though i i, I dug I, I dug this movie okay it was a it was a fun time at the movies you cheer you're like you're on their side um but overall i'm gonna give this a see it uh a see it yeah yeah this, okay. this is a, this is enjoyable this is a this is just a fun you know action epic movie and you know, there's not been a ton of those in the last few years especially with covid and shit but uh yeah, yeah you know you're you're rooting for uh for everyone in this there's pretty i mean viola davis is a fucking great actress i mean she's fantastic and really there's nothing nothing with the the cast or anything like that that i gonna talk shit on by any means the uh just a little too long, probably, but aren't most movies. But yeah, that's that's the Woman King. Yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about it. <laughs> you do, uh, yeah. For somebody who's saying this is a see it, now we do have a scale review scale on this uh, here binge media's binge me uh, binge view show, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yep. uh, it's skip it, stream it, or see it. Now see it, you're definitely seeing it in the theater. You're very understated. When it comes to this see it rating, I don't know if I like it. <laughs> Here's the thing: I don't feel comfortable telling people to not go to movie theater. Okay, we've talked about this. I don't like this rating system that I created because I want you to watch everything, even the shitty ones. Okay. Uh, go support theatrical. Get off your fucking couches, you sons of bitches. Um, mm-hmm. okay. Is this one of the top ten movies of the year? Absolutely not. But this is a good movie. Uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. I mean, if I'm giving it a number rating, I'd give it like a soft seven. Okay, that's that's probably where I'd be. But uh, yeah, okay. you, what you just sound up? you don't you don't trust me with this one. You're I don't trust you at all. What's over? Sounds a little racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure this out as someone who's um, darker skin than you. And that <laughs> and what I'm trying to figure out is so like the great trailer, great trailer. Mm-hmm. Very hypey trailer. Like you're hyped up during during oh, definitely. You know, watching mm-hmm. it. It's like fucking let's go. Yep. Um where, what what's the big conflict here? What's the big conflict in this story? It's uh it's let me I gotta find this guy. It's been a few weeks since I've watched this now. I'm I'm trying to find the actual like the main antagonist's name in the movie but are they colonizers Um, coming in is it just a different tribe is it you know what i'm saying yes what is the the opposition there what are that yes it's 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 colonizers coming in and uh like pretty much doing whatever the fuck they want and taking like over the land and then they've they've also got like a side pact with another tribe Mm -hmm. uh uh this guy's name is Oba I believe in the movie. He's like a he's a head of another African tribe and he's like one of the main antagonists and he he's the one who you know he kills a couple of them. They mm-hmm. they want the revenge on him essentially. And John Boyega is the the good guy. He's like he's the king of their uh city essentially. So yeah, that that's really oh, so he, there's, there's like, a lot of fighting in this movie, man. Like a lot of battle scenes. Like I've been seeing some people comparing it to like Braveheart and shit, which mm, wow. it's not that good. Okay. But no, it's, no, and it's, it's yeah. definitely not that good. But <laughs> yeah, like let's not get crazy. But <laughs> exactly, uh, is so he's the king of the opposing tribe. No, no, he's the the he's the king of uh, like the Viola Davis's uh, Agoji oh, tribe. Gotcha. Tri- yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, this is, I mean, I think you would like this movie. Yeah, I mean, you and Liz sit down, check this out. I think you'll both get get a kick out of it. It's, it's a good movie. It's, it's, it's a just trailer, a solid, man. yeah, it's a solid movie. That's all I'm going to say. I think it's, it's nice. nothing you necessarily haven't seen before, but like, it's, you know, a crowd pleaser. It's violent and, uh, yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> I just thought of this. How much of this is just like, this is kind of a decent movie, but because it's dump month, 
this is the best of the heap. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, there's been a fuck ton of movies this month. Uh, I mean, the, like this September has been. I mean, the 16th had like five wide releases on it, uh, um, and then you know one last week, two this week. But yeah. no, I mean, this 2022 has not been a great year for movies by any means, and it's. I don't know. There's two months, three months left in it. I don't know how much better it's going to get, but mm-hmm. yeah, I've got like three or four movies I've really, really liked this year, and I don't. I might have, probably have a hard time filling out a top ten right now, but uh, okay. I don't think this would be in it, though. I don't think it would. But Maybe it does stand 20. on its own two feet, though. Like it, it is, yeah. you know, has a solid foundation. It's a great movie. Definitely, definitely. See it in the theaters. Okay, so now, right. like you, re- you did reveal your hand. You want everybody to watch movies in the theater. Um, because you got a little bit of, you know, no, I have no incentive there. for that. Oh, okay. nope. Uh, my bad. Um, but you do want everybody to see this, see any movie in the theater. So I feel like if you do say there are more seats in here, like, I don't even know how to fucking judge them at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll have to see. Right. I guess we'll have to see it. I, I or... want to hear about smile next. Okay. That is the new one this week. That is the, the big new horror flick. September 30th, got a full month before Halloween to run up. Getting a lot of buzz, man. This movie, uh, mm-hmm. this this teaser played on Top Gun Maverick all summer. Oh, yeah. It was another oh, yeah, Paramount movie. Yes, yep, right before it. Oh, uh, they've been staging actors in uh, MLB games behind home plate, just standing up and smiling. It's kind of cool. Good morning, America. They're, okay. Got actors I, doing I, it. I, I like yeah. that. That's cool. Some cool that'll, marketing. That'll freak out the fucking normies. I love that. <laughs> yep. Uh, so this is a, yeah. This is originally for Paramount Plus, but it's tested so well at the test screenings. They're like, you know what? We're gonna throw this in theatrical. So this is first time writer director Parker Finn. This is uh, based on one of his shorts. Um, what was it, the short called? It is called Laura hasn't slept. Um. Sosie Bacon is in this, who is uh, most notably Kira Sedgwick and Kevin Bacon's daughter. We've got Jesse T. Usher, Usher's son. We've got a bunch of kids in this movie, you know, famous Great. kids. Uh, Cal Penn also in this, and then uh, who's his Kyle... parents? Who's his famous know. parents? I don't, I don't know. That's a good <laughs> question. <laughs> and then uh, this guy Kyle Gallner, who uh, he was in like the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. He's been in a ton of horror movies, Scream Five this year. Yeah, mm, he's he's been oh, a lot of a lot of horror movies like this. Mm-hmm. This is uh, so Sosie Bacon plays uh Rose. She is a psychiatrist doctor uh, who is dealing with some pretty it's pretty interesting patients, and she doesn't really know quite how to handle this one specifically. Shows up and says she can't stop seeing things and. Uh, She's like this entity. I don't know what it is. It just I, I I can't escape it. And all of a sudden, just starts smiling at her. And she's like, "What the fuck?" Something goes down. That's mostly in the the second trailer. Maybe not the first mm-hmm. teaser. And eventually, she becomes uh kind of infatuated with this. And this entity or whatever it is is uh starts to really haunt her and it's you you don't really know what's real in the movie if it's just her and it's it's one of those movies where it's like she's losing her mind the more and more and as her story is going on yeah and you don't know if it's if it's actually happening or if it's just her because what she's seeing and then her boyfriend who's jesse t usher he starts to not believe her because she's being so outlandish with shit um at a certain point she fucking I, just, I don't know if I, I kind of want to spoil. Uh, she, like, gifts a fucking package to her niece. It's like a dead animal. Um, and she's like, I didn't do this. Ah, freaks out. Um, I don't think Sosie Bacon's a very good actress. I'm not going to lie here. Um, this movie is also about two hours long, and it could have been about an hour and a half. Definitely is, uh, I would say it's welcome a little long. And it feels like a really kind of just generic late 90s, early 2000s, like horror thriller like this that you've seen a thousand times before. Really? And it's really not even that like violent. Like it's not, uh, there's like a one kind of brutal scene at the beginning and then it kind of just meanders for a bit. Well, that's and kind of, then... that's kind of a disappointment because that, that trailer is, I think is effective as fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people it like the it, little girl loving that thing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes it seem like it's going to be a super violent movie. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, not that a super violent movie does it for me. Like, I don't go fuck, but like, yeah, no, you, we you know exactly. We all know super violent movies do it. For I fucking people. love blood, dude. I love it. <laughs> um, no, but it's just like comparing to like Barbarian a few weeks ago, that movie is way fucking better than this as a horror movie or gotcha. Pearl gotcha. even. Like, I, I those are next tier above what this is for me at least mm-hmm. uh it's got it's getting pretty decent reviews it looks like it's it's like 70 ish percent on rotten tomatoes um what is it that like it doesn't fail but like what is it that just makes it uh, uh like inferior to like something like barbarian since it's a yeah, it's recent just, example yeah it's just it's just very slow and it doesn't necessarily need to be it just it just draws this out more like it, it's like we got it we get that she's losing her mind we got it we got it <laughs> um yeah it just kind of repeats that over and over and yeah she starts going and tracing back all the people that have necessarily have died with this right before they smile they've been caught on like camera or something that's happened mm. and yeah, she starts investigating it with this detective, and yeah, it just it just meanders way too long for me. Like maybe if it was a little tighter, I'd have enjoyed it more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it just it wasn't for me. Does it almost suffer from like I I've had this feeling for a while, and I guess I've never voiced it before, but from what you're saying, that it's you know it, it so it's a two hour long movie, and not that the runtime should be well, maybe it should be fucking part of the review, but. uh if it's being slow and it, it, I don't know methodical, or at least just slow getting started or whatever, I feel like in the last five years or so, the term uh, "slow burn" has been so overused that it doesn't <laughs> yeah. even really mean anything. Like a movie like Rosemary's Baby, that's a fucking slow burn. Yep, yeah, that, definitely. That's a true, true slow burn. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that because that that moniker has become you know basically a movie trope at this point and so fucking uh overused that maybe like directors are starting to i mean he's a newer director this is based off of a short that he made Mm -hmm. that maybe it's 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 a wrong calculation in that if i make this slow then that equals oh my god i'm getting under your skin which is what a slow burn movie is right you don't even know it's getting under your skin until it's too late. Yeah, and that's that's almost the problem. I don't think this is like scary enough. Like you know, like I, I at no point, granted, um, I, I don't know. I don't get scared by movies very easily. Like I don't know, it doesn't do it. Like I don't know, I don't go to sleep fucking fearing a smiling person looking at me. Ever, but the payoff for this, unfortunately, is really where it loses it like too like i think that that doesn't help this movie at all maybe if the ending was a little bit gotcha. better for me it just yeah it just kind of falls really flat at the end it's like really building to something yeah and that's what that this really isn't building too much right, right, at least right. for me like it, it yeah it just didn't really work i was yeah, just that, like oh that's it okay <laughs> fucking trailer's effective though man yeah, well, I mean, maybe maybe watch it and you'll you'll like this more than I did. I mean, it's, like I said, it's getting good reviews. But, you know, not for everybody, definitely not for me. But hey, the next person may fucking love this. So I just feel like maybe that's a, like an easy thing to use as like the the wickedly crazy insane smile. You uh-huh. know, like that'll get people in because it's a dichotomy, right? It's like two polarizing things. It's an insane person who's smiling. Oh my god, that's nuts! And they don't do anything yeah. with it. Yeah, well, there was that movie, I remember reviewing it with Law for Binge Use, Truth or Dare, which was a Blumhouse movie, mm-hmm. which is, it was kind of similar to this, like, they're, it's like, they dare them or something, and then uh, it gets, somebody gets possessed, and then they start making, like, crazy funny faces or something, too. It, it, it reminded me a lot of that, the original trailer for this, and uh, that movie was fucking way worse than this, but... Uh, I, I don't know. There, it, it, that just doesn't do it for me. I don't know. It's not not scary enough, unfortunately. Go watch Barbarian. Go watch Pearl. If you better horror movies for sure. Very this nice. one's just pretty meh. So yeah. Okay. For All right. So we got two see it so far on the scale of uh, <laughs> you see everything. Movies. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's go with now. I know. I feel like we should end with Don't Worry, Darling. Um, sure. But like Moon Age Daydream is like I'm looking forward to that. So I, uh, let's let's go Moon Age Daydream. 
Okay, I, I had a feeling you'd want that for last, but all right, I, Moody's I, I do, but <laughs> you know, let's think about the listeners for once, I guess. Yeah, yeah, this is probably the oldest. Yeah, because September 9th was New York and LA, and then 16th expanded, and then now it's mm-hmm. everywhere last weekend. So, this is a uh, director and writer Brett Morgan, who is very famous, legendary documentary filmmaker. Did yeah. Kids Stays in the Picture, Montage of Heck, of course. Love this. Uh, yeah, what was the one of the better thirty for thirties too? Is a nineteen ninety four one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a fucking David Bowie fan's wet dream, <laughs> essentially. Uh, this is not your typical documentary by any means. This is uh, this is like the only movie ever approved by the Bowie estate as well. Okay, and I it's. You, I mean, it, I need you to immediately tell me. You and I talk about music a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What sets this apart from this is not your run of the mill documentary? It was like a, a, I need to know that like immediately. So there's not a comprehensive narrative to this movie at all. Like at all. It is a experience. Like it's a it's almost like a concert experience and it's like it's it's a lot of un it's like a, a lot of footage that has never been seen of Bowie in interviews and just his personal life and stuff that he had had just sitting essentially that they gave access to Brett Morgan for. Mm. And it's, yeah, I mean, there's, this is, was even released in Dolby. It's like a, it's like goes to interviews and then will be like 15, 20 minutes of music with, uh, almost like music, like a, yeah, music videos with, uh, just, crazy imagery and uh yeah i mean it's very very much like i don't i almost feel like people that aren't bowie fans may not like this that much sure yeah um because i mean it's two hours and 15 minutes of just i mean bowie's it bowie's the man on the screen Mm -hmm. pretty much the entire time and yeah it's it's it really kind of gives you a behind the scenes look at him and his thought process and um like at one point particular, like he's talking about he he moves to LA at one point because he, he hates it so much and he thought it would be a challenge for him and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's like mm-hmm. just different scenes like that and um but yeah, this is I had a really good time with this. It's it's I, I'm not I'm not a diehard Bowie fan. I've always liked Bowie. Um, but I'm not like a fucking alkalite of Bowie by any means. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's if you're a music fan, I think you'll you'll really get a kick out of this and if, if if it's playing in Dolby Atmos at all near you, I think that's it's definitely worth it for that because it's yeah. I mean, it's it's a musical experience for sure. I did see Kupka post that if you can see Moon Age Daydream in the IMAX, you should definitely see Moon Age Daydream in the IMAX. Mm. Yeah, yeah, this. Yeah, I mean for sure. I I, I think if if it's if it's still playing anywhere near you in IMAX, I, I probably don't worry. Darling took all the screens last week. Mm. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, uh, and I. I was just going to ask really quick. Uh, so, like you said, there's 15, 20-minute sessions where – or uh, parts of the film where it's just all music. Mm-hmm. Does that kind of thing make it more immersive? Like if you did go see it in Dolby, if you did go see it in IMAX um, – and, and this is all just predicated on – whether or not you're a fan, I can't imagine if you're not a if if you're not a fan of Bowie, you would go see this. <laughs> yeah, you know what definitely. I mean. So like that uh-huh. kind of format for me as a Bowie fan is like super attractive because I would want to be immersed in it. So like, do you think those longer kind of segments where it's just music, no narration, no other talkie talkie, does that like really bring you in? Can you see no. that kind of like really bringing you in? One hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I watched this pretty early in the morning. Pretty uh, with some 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 good good uh, some good drugs, and uh, it was yeah, it was a fun time, man. Like yeah, it definitely immerses you for sure. Like yeah, uh, it's 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 a fun it's a fun time with the movie. I would say if you can seek this out in the theater, definitely do that. Especially if you're a Bowie fan. Like I can't I cannot see anyone that's a Bowie fan not loving this movie. Can you um, see the format of like those the like I said, the IMAX, the Dolby, like whatever the, uh, what do they call them? Like premiere for- formats. Can yeah. you see that just being like another extension of the immersion experience? Yeah. I mean, just come from experience studios fight for those screens. Those, those are what make the most money now. hundred yeah. percent PLFs, IMAXs. 
yeah, any of that, that's, yeah, that's where everything's going. I think more theaters, when they start building, will be building not because most theaters right now have maybe one or two of those at their location. Mm-hmm. I could see that becoming, you know, three or four, expanding those for sure. Because, yeah, like with an avatar or something, they're, they're keeping that those screens for multiple weeks. And then, you know, if something else comes out a week later, big title, they're going to want those screens, too. So, yeah, that's definitely where everything's for sure going. But, um, so, yeah, I, this is definitely see it. If you can tell. So I knew this was coming out. Um, I didn't know like any of the details about it or anything like that. Um, but and like you said, there's no narrative kind of uh, projection, right? Like there's no propulsion of like a narrative that's not the narrative that isn't carrying this documentary. It sounds like for me. Uh, mm-hmm. from what you've been saying is there some kind of structure to the different phases that he goes through because yes for a, a little bit yeah oh okay yeah something while, like, like it... he he did go through tons of different phases for specific albums yeah yeah and it, it touches a little bit on that like i mean it, it starts you know he, he he's doing he's talking about his bisexuality a lot uh, there's like that. All I think right, it's the, either. Let's, let's fucking get out of here. This fucking bullshit. No, I, I that, can't it's... fucking. I can't hear any of that shit. No, no, we're leaving. All right, everybody. Seven zero eight four zero. Uh, like the the. I don't know if it's nineteen seventy or seventy one. Whatever interviewer was on uh in the UK TV that he's talking about his bisexuality, which at that time is fucking unheard of. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah, it touches that, and then. Yeah, it shows like his um his his later wife. Uh Duncan Jones is not really even touched on at all in this. I mean granted that Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they don't really talk about his kids much. Um I can't imagine he would be though. Actually, yeah. that, now that I think about it, like in terms of look, if this is sanctioned by the Bowie estate, I believe that Duncan Jones is his oldest. So he probably would have a lot of rights. Um, but I can't see sure. him like un- unless he's just like a baby and it just happens to be footage of him of, of Bowie carrying him or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And at a certain point, I think uh, probably in the '90s is when this kind of cuts off. It doesn't it doesn't extend up until his death. Okay. Um. But yeah, this is this is a really good time at the movies. Like, especially music fans, Bowie fans. I would say get your asses to the theater while it's still there because it probably won't be there too much longer because October there's a bunch of shit coming out. So uh, I don't yeah, I don't know if this works as well like at your house. I don't I don't know. It's definitely sure, like an immersive sure, theatrical sure, sure. experience. Like uh, I listened to an interview with Brett Morgan and he was he was talking about that too. Like he was he's like I read every review. He's like I just want people to experience it theatrically for yeah. my vision of this. And sure. he, I mean he pours his fucking heart in. He said he went directly from Nirvana montage of heck just being engulfed in that just straight Bowie for the last like oh, have, seven years. Like he's Holy shit. so it's it's been a process for sure. And then the big the big thing with this too is that the, uh, this the first footage I ever saw for was at CinemaCon this year mm-hmm. uh, from Neon's presentation and. Like, he comes out, Brett Morgan comes out, and he's talking. He's like, this is the director's worst nightmare. He's like, that uh, everything that you just saw was not graded to the like the color scheme yeah, yeah, that yeah. I wanted. Did uh, I tell you about this? No, <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's just like, this is, he's like, this is my worst nightmare. That's so heartbreaking. And like, no, of course, none of us are like, what? That looked cool. And he's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> you can only imagine pouring your heart into something for seven years and then showing it for the first time. Oh, that's not what I intended. Oh, so. Geez. But uh, yeah, man, see, see, Money Jaden, really fun time. So, and, uh, what's, what's your favorite Bowie song? Do you have a favorite Bowie song? A Bowie song? Oh Jesus, I don't know. I don't. I don't know <laughs> if I have a favorite Bowie song. No. Nah. Yeah. Okay. Album? Yes. Album? Okay. I do. Uh, it's Young Americans, but uh, favorite fucking Bowie song? I don't know. That's tough. That's tough. I think Man Who Sold the World's probably mine. It's so good, man. But it's, it's also a kind of a confession. The first time I heard that song was probably Nirvana. I was a oh, little boy. fucking. I mean, me too. Three or, three or four like, year old. I'm right? not acting like a fucking. I'm an old school Bowie mark. Like, sure, sure, sure. Like, you know, like that came up um, later on for sure. Where you're mm-hmm. just like, you know, I feel like music fans, especially like in the rock genre or, you know, popular rock genre, like you get sold, you know, a 
let's say a handful of bands and a lot of them are like Led Zeppelin or the Beatles or the who, you know, like all that shit. And then Bowie's just sitting there like, yeah, like whenever you guys are ready, just fucking come here. <laughs> like it's still party here. Like this party's always going to be going on. <laughs> like, oh man, you can just play Bowie songs at a fucking party and, and you know, everyone's yeah. fucking cool. No, uh, so many, he has so many good songs too. The list is never ending. <laughs> it is hard to choose. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, that's no, this is super exciting. Uh, for me as a Bowie fan and also like just knowing Brett Morgan is behind this and you know another one of my favorite fucking bands of all time Nirvana but uh you know songwriters Cobain you know he did that commentary or that commentary that documentary mm-hmm. and um you know one of my other favorite artists fucking the great fucking Rob Evans Robert <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. So uh, this is super exciting to me, dude. Like, I, I fucking love to hear this. And my local theater has like an XD. It's in a uh, Cinemark, so it's like their fucking premiere format. And mm-hmm. I think I'm going to do that. Take uh, you know a couple microdoses and see what yep. happens. It's yeah. I think yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Get an Uber there that day. <laughs> now you know what I'm going to drive and just see what happens. <laughs> All right. I used Judgment to live free on, zone over here. I used to live on a grid back in my old house. Now I, there's a lot of hills and valleys, and I might want to see what goes on during those <laughs> hills and valleys. I don't know. Let's see. But uh, Don't Worry Darling is a controversial movie. Oh, my God. I don't even know oh how you have a chance to see this. And I don't even know how you review this at this point with all the blah, blah. <laughs> it, it is a good thing for me of not being on uh, Facebook because that's probably the loudest social medias and yeah. um i can't imagine how you would be able to review this with all that loudness well i guess twitter is also pretty loud but like how do you review this without mentioning all the stuff around it because i hate that shit like yeah, just yeah fucking yeah. just enjoy the art just, or don't enjoy it and just judge for it. on that yeah sad thing is this movie is only going to be remembered for that drama i think uh but yeah it, it's hard to but I, like i said i go into i try to go into every movie with a fucking open mind like i sure. regardless put out the noise out uh i thought this had a, the original trailer i thought was pretty damn good uh yeah. i was like all right that, that looks very intriguing i've well documented over the airwaves i'm not a fan of her first movie book smart thought it was just a complete and utter super bad ripoff you cast jonah hill's sister and that's the fucking connection and it's just like a total yeah no i didn't think it was funny not for me Maybe teenage girls love it. Uh, so, yes, her second feature. Uh, we got Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, Chris Pine, Jimmy Chan, Nick Kroll, our girl Kate Berlant, a hot dip or something. A hot dip or something. Uh, sorry. Uh, I think she'll leave. Sorry. Um, and Olivia Wilde's also in this movie as well. Um, so this is they're, they're set in a kind of Stepford Wives era, 1950s. Uh, taking place olivia wilde um <sighs> all right i'm just trying to think of the best way to go about this review just, i really w- i want to do a spoiler it. review so bad for it but just ooh, do it hold on let's, let's do a spoiler no. Keep, no keep talking let me find the no, 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 no. sounder here uh here we go we're gonna do a spoiler review spoiler 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 all right give it to me I don't know. I'm, I'm probably not going to spoil it, but uh, spoil it. She's, she's, you think she's, we fucking play these sounders for nothing? Spoiler. spoiler. See, right, well, it's so loud we can't even talk. We don't play them for nothing. <laughs> All right. So all the females in this movie are '50s housewives. Their husbands go off to work every day. They cook, clean, prepare their food for them. And uh, they go. They all get in their cars at the same time. All drive up to this little mountain together. And all the the wives are like I said during the day. They're vacuuming. They're cleaning windows. They're fucking getting the food prepared. And then the boys come home and they're they're getting their fuck on. They're fucking pleasuring these women. Essentially, he's like fuck eating yeah. her out on the fucking kitchen table and shit. Yep. Um, and uh, eventually, Alice, who's played by Florence Pugh far and away the best part of this movie and it's not even close without her in this movie this thing is a fucking train wreck atrocious wow. okay. terrible okay. she's fantastic nice. chris pine's pretty good too um she starts to suspect that everything is not as it seems what uh she 
really starts to question everything. She finds one of the other housewives, ends up offing herself, and she's like, what the fuck? That's not normal. And Chris Pine is the leader of this whole group. He's the kind of the headmaster of all of the guys, and he's very mysterious. No one really knows his whole thing. And uh, the thing with this movie, too, is that it's like 70% of this movie it is like the first act. It's it's like she oh something's not right. Something's not right. Okay, back to normal. Something's not right. Some and it just keeps dragging over and over. And then it like speeds up in the last like forty forty five minutes of this movie. It wraps up both acts in it, and it's like that is it. Is that what this whole fu- like? It's almost cringy. Like laugh out loud. Funny how bad it it is. Um, this movie's pretty. I'll give it that. Uh, Matthew Libatique is the cinematographer who is Aronofsky's. He's in Requiem, Black Swan, Pie. All I mean, he's pretty well established cinematographer. Very pretty looking. The story is really what just shits all over itself here. Um, it uh, Nick Kroll and Kate Berlanti are pretty funny in this movie, but there's like they're in a comedy and everyone else is in this serious like drama. Oh. And it's like, what, 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 what movie are they in? Like, I want to watch that movie instead. Uh, (laughs) Harry Styles, he's like fine. I don't know if he's as bad as everyone's making him out to be in this. Like he's a fucking train wreck actor. He's not a good actor, but I don't think he's the fucking worst part of this movie. Well, If you have that fucking high of a name, right? Like if you're Mm -hmm. that famous of a name, people are going to scrutinize you for fucking everything. Yep, it's true. Like to, it's true. To like even in like a crazy degree, like he could be amazing in this, but it's still gonna be just like, oh, that's fucking Harry Styles. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I think even if you put Shia LaBeouf in that role, which he was originally supposed to be, I don't, I don't, I still don't think this movie works. I mean, he's a far better actor than Harry Styles, but yeah. at the same time, the story is really what just does this movie no justice, and it's 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 kind of laughable, man. Like. It, Really, the ending of this movie, yeah, it's just, there's no logic, and it's, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it, even though you play the spoiler alert. I'll let people experience it for themselves, but it's it's pretty cringy. Like, it's, it's... It's what? Cringy. Cringe. Cringe, cringe. Spoiler alert. Spoiler Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Alright, do, do you really want me to t- tell you what it is? Um, No. I don't. Okay. All right. All right. Because I do right. want to I'll take my that. wife to this, but that last okay. thing you said about how it feels like it wants to be poignant and doesn't land, I'm just wondering yeah. if that resonates with her. You know what I mean, dude? I, I don't think so. I, I I can't imagine it does. It's, Wait, it's, you, dude, you, it's, you know my wife too. Like she'll uh, call out, like, "Oh, I see what you're trying. You're trying to appease to a demographic." You know what I mean? Like she'll. Mm-hmm. She'll fucking call that shit out, too. Well, this movie is very much like Olivia Wilde has done the press for it and shit and saying that, like, oh, no men have orgasms in this movie. They're not coming. It's only the women, which is why he comes home and he goes down on it's her instantly. It's a crazy thing to say. It's a crazy yeah, oh, thing to say. It's a crazy, cringy, all of the above. I mean, it's like, yeah, he's fucking her and she's like, oh, having all the pleasure. And he's just kind of like just chilling there. Like, it's just like, OK, we got it. You fucking hate men. OK, men are bad. <laughs> They're bad guys. They're fucking pleasuring the women. Like. And, and I am not a fucking misogynist by any means, sure, but sure. like it's we, ah, yeah, man. I I wanted to like this movie, and I was I was kind of there with it for probably the first thirty forty five, and then it just gets like I mean the last forty five are fucking laughably bad, but yeah, I, I I can't I can't recommend this by any, any stretch. I think it's gonna fall off a cliff. It it had uh, spoiler Thursday Friday. Oh, spoiler, 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 spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Not. Definitely not going to fall off the cliff. Mm. Well, Thursday, Friday, last weekend, it had a pretty high gross, and it was tracking for like, oh, wow, this is surprisingly, uh, maybe get like 25 to 28 opening, and then it kind of plateaued and only got the 19. Oh, shit. And uh, word of mouth is not good on this, and I can't see it getting better. But uh, yeah, like I said, I think... Uh, Oh, God, sorry. No, no, no. I just, I, I just, I cannot see this movie being remembered for anything other than all the controversy that has surrounded it. The fucking spit gate, the fucking Shia LaBeouf voicemails, the uh, Miss Flo shit with her calling Florence Pugh that, and then her publicist is like, when they go to TIFF, 
she puts on Florence Pugh's Instagram, Miss Flo. And like, so it's just like. But again, you're, you're, you're saying that none of that takes away from the fact that the film does have some problems, though. Well, absolutely not. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's the story here is the problem with this movie. Not it is really nothing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, acting, that's fine. It's fine. Like, like I said, Florence Pugh's great. I think she's an awesome actress, but it, this movie is not doing her any justice with. with with the story or anything and yeah I, I can't i'm not recommending this so skip skip dwd don't worry darling damn skip it we got a fucking yeah. three see it's and one skip it and that's very <laughs> strange and i just kind of wonder like man that it kind of sucks to look there's one thing where you like you have a uh like cause that you're really fighting for or you're just a grift and you're grifting on the cause to fucking get clout or get money or get whatever ratings, whatever the fuck it is. And I just kind of wonder what the legacy and I haven't seen the movie, obviously, but like I just kind of wonder what the legacy of this movie is going to be during this time. Like, are we going to look back on this as, well, I mean, this is a fucking great horror movie or. No, she just she tried to play the political, social political landscape too much, and everybody saw through that shit. And it's just yeah. a fucking stupid movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think the latter is you're pretty spot on there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it is interesting though, man. It is interesting to look at, you know the the people that were the principals on a movie shoot. And were the actors and actresses and, you know, were on screen and go behind. Like, I'm always fascinated by that. When Once you make that move to behind the camera, like, how you deal with that. Because it's not all about you anymore. It's really you're managing a bunch of different people to fulfill your vision. Because there's still, like, some egotisticalness with that. And there might be a little narcissism with that. There's plenty of directors like that, but you are trying to serve your vision, but you're going from the front of the camera. It's all about you and your looks to managing people. That is not a natural progression at all. Like that's a bad progression for somebody who wants to be in front of the camera to behind the camera. And I'm I'm just always so fascinated by that. The actors who go behind the camera and just start directing, you know? Yeah. And that's, yeah. and that's uh, my TED talk that I was actually going to fucking <laughs> deliver this week. Um, they they canceled I, me, and I'm not sure why. So I uh, I think Olivia Wilde's over two in the directing category for me, and uh, I don't think she's a very good actress either. She's really hot, don't get me wrong, but uh, yeah, she's like talking shit about all the movies she's been into, right? She's like, yeah, I've been bad, in all, all this shit. Business, it's yeah, just it's bad like a, business. Like, okay, all these people that gave you jobs leading up to this, yeah, they're all shit. All shitty movies. That's why I made this movie. Oh, a shitty movie? Oh, okay, got it. Got it. Okay, cool. Cool, Olivia. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just no one thanks. thing to be like, you know, I'm I'm in this industry, and then you got to fuck over the people that you worked with for what? To just be – again, it just seems like for a social cause, and then but then you just wind up doing a bad movie. <laughs> It's like, okay, then now both sides are aligned with you for just being a bad director. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I yeah, really don't have anything else to say about and it. <laughs> I stand by it. I was about no. to give it in, in a few minutes, but uh, mm. Olivia Wilde's people got to me. We um, Before we get out of here, I kind of just want to bring up this movie I talked about a little bit before uh, before uh, we got on air. Uh, okay. It's a movie on Shudder. It's streaming only, but it's called Speak No Evil. Have you heard about this movie? Of course not. Oh, it is a horror movie. What is it? This is a Danish movie, um, but it's in English, like 90% of it. It is a uh, first, is a third time director, Christian Taffedrup, and uh, really a cast of no one I've ever fucking seen before. But it's uh, a Danish family visits, they meet this other Dutch family on uh, a vacation, and they. Uh, Kind of make fast friends with them, you know, vacation friends. Have you ever made vacation friends before? No, 
I try no. not to. My wife wants to do it all the time, and I'm just like, that's cute, but stop. Yeah. When I was uh, still married, I maybe the same thing, you know. <laughs> same. I was like, nah, fuck that. I just want to chill by myself. But uh, um, <laughs> anyways, they make friends with them, and they're like, hey, you should come visit us sometime. Not come. You should just visit us sometime. Don't yeah, do not do both at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, too messy. Sorry, gross. Uh, so... <laughs> They're like, that sounds great. Uh, okay. And so they get a letter in the mail from them however many months later. Like, hey, come visit us. Cool. Be great. Bring your kid. So they do. And uh, they show up. And shit is not really as they remember these people. And shit is as it seems. And uh, shit starts to get a little crazy and starts unraveling. And... Uh, I will say this. I've not stopped thinking about this movie. It is the feel bad movie of the year. Um, <laughs> it is, uh, man, it's brutal. It is fucking the last 20 minutes of this movie are, uh, some of, I don't know. It's just, it's just shocking shit that I have not seen in a long time in a movie. And it just really makes, it makes you feel kind of gross. Makes you feel just like, ugh. Like I don't know, man. It's 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 a brutal fucking movie. That <laughs> is, uh, if you're into that kind of shit, you're. In, I think it's a good movie. It's a very effective movie. Movies are supposed to make you feel something. This movie made me feel all kinds of things, and uh, I can't say that. Man, I'm not gonna be like, you gotta see this because it's fucked up. And if you got kids, mm, I can see you not being a fan of this either. But yeah, for me, it was very effective and uh, a good Halloween. Like if you're doing like a 31 Days of Horror or anything like that. I'd say add this to your docket because it's uh it's pretty fucking fucked up. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Jesus. See uh see speak no evil. That's what I'll say. See and speak no evil. Hear no evil, speak no evil. Uh, all right. of the above. And that's shutter. Right? Shutter shutter exclusive, I think, yeah. So it's like five bucks. I usually I usually do the shutter thing September, October every year and then I cancel. You know, I just do just watch horror movies on there for those two months and then oh, doesn't really have anything for me the rest of the year. Use that AMG guy. That's awesome. Now, but, uh, um, Lynn and Learn by the Smooth Hat and a Chad C and just sign up for Shudder, get their films, and then cancel it. Cancel it right. after <laughs> cancel it after the <laughs> Halloween season. That's right. And, November first uh, is yeah. gone. Yeah, just be a seasonal <laughs> subscription to that. They haven't figured it out, but they will hopefully at some point. Um Oh my god. I, I don't even know what to see this week. I feel like The Woman King should be on my list. And I think it's going to be on my list. Uh, Smile won't be. Uh, no, I, 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 I think I you would hate up, Smile. I might wind up watching that with my daughter at some point. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, and uh, But Moon Age Daydream is... Look, I was going into this binge views going, look, I'm super interested in this one in particular. And I feel like coming out of this binge views fucking segment, um, that's going to be my shit. I'm going to fucking microdose. I'm going to get yep. fucked up. I'm going to take an Uber, maybe. Like I said, I got a lot of hills and valleys, so that might be fun to drive through. Uh, especially during the day when the kids are around. I feel like that's, yeah. that just it presents a, a, a more interesting challenge. Well, they're at school now, right? Exactly. So they're all over yeah, the Yeah, weekday. Place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So they're kind of moving targets, but the targets are like you shouldn't hit them, and you should drive like you kind of like a, a, a ski slalom thing. You just kind of go around them, and that's kind of my whole process for this summer. That's how I've been living my life, and I encourage it to people. So, hey, I hope that's helpful. I, I don't judge. Okay, so. You know, I think you're going to love Minage Daydream. So whatever gets you there and whatever uh, is going to make you enjoy it more, I say go for it, buddy. Go for Good. it. Good. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, my God. All right, everybody. That is Binge Views this week. Again, that's our weekly look at new releases in the theater, sometimes streaming. But you should see it all. You right. should see, it, see all. it all. You should go to the theater and keep them alive. Grab because... the content and fucking watch it. But I also think, like, the uh, whole idea of, like, yeah, I can fucking buy this for my house and buy that for my house. I got all these theater seats set up. But is somebody going to take off their fucking flip-flops in your line of view 
of the screen and uh you have to deal with that you know there's something special about it there's something special about going to theaters and i think <laughs> people removing their fucking flip-flops and you have to see their feet is one of them well it's it, we're getting into the winter fall now people are you know in their ugg boots and shit right it's fucking white girl fall and whatever it is you know fucking no more flip-flops those are getting retired a little i think i don't know i, I got nothing I got well, nothing. Well, you are the theater industry expert, so I look. I'll I'll go with you're the, you're the expert. Well, so, also like, not every the winner is for uh, just shitty movie going experiences, and I'm going I'm going along with that. I love it. Well, not all theaters are recliners either, though. So I mean, if they're putting their feet on the seat, that's like another level of shit, right? I mean, that's, oh, that's yeah. a whole other thing. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. Listen, right. Tarantino would love that shit. That's all that matters, right? QT. Do you think he has one of those like mats outside of his theater and just like put your <laughs> oh fuck yeah, put your oh, fucking fuck yeah. shoes right there, you fucking son of a bitch. That's right. He's got a little sock sock drawer as well. He's just like, let's go, let's go, baby. How about every time you show up to fucking Tarantino's theater, you put your fucking shoes down, you go to watch a movie, you come back out. And it's just a newer pair of shoes because he wants them like seasoned. <laughs> he wants that seasoned shoe. What a fucking disgusting piece of shit, Chancy. Oh my well, god, bitch well, okay. muse is out of control right now. Well, Margo Margo in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has boots on at one point and takes them off in the theater. So Oh I mean, my you're, god, you're, look at that. They're so you're hot wrong. and sweaty. And ripe. <laughs> oh my God. What has he done? We're going to look back on this. I'm going to look back on my life as an 80 year old man and go, God damn it. Quentin Tarantino was hiding in plain sight. He was there for all of us to see that he was just a goddamn creep. Oh my God. I don't think that's going to happen, actually. I don't know. I don't think so either. All the best ones are, though, right? Of course, Ooh. of course. Next week, next week, bros in Amsterdam. You got that to look forward to, people. So, okay. I, yeah. th- you just reminded me to fucking end the show. You're right. Uh, I want to hear about Amsterdam almost immediately. David O. Russell, pretty big in my life with multiple family members. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Binge Views. I don't even know if this was a Binge Views. It seemed just like two people just screaming at each other. You know, the entire time. <laughs> We just changed the name. Okay. Pretty much. 708-406-9546 and Binge Media on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Binge Media. Five bucks a month gets you the full binge. Lots of exclusive content. Chat C, we'll see you next week with all of the reviews, buddy. All right, man. We'll see you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at BingeMedia.net. Support the show by donating on Patreon at Patreon.com slash BingeMedia. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget... Shut up! I'm waiting.